Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before we get started with tonight's episode, I want to remind everyone, if you are not following the podcast yet, you can follow it on social media, find it on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram at the 209 Journey. So please uh, check it out and find out when I post uh, new interviews here. Also, if you know anyone from the 209 or if you yourself are here from the 209 or know someone else who moved to the 209, then feel free to send me a message on one of those social media platforms and let me know. If you want to be on, uh, generally, I don't really have a specific topic. I allow anyone from the area who has a story to tell to be on the show. So if you have a story that you'd like to tell everyone from the area here, then feel free to reach out and uh, we'll see if we can get you scheduled here on the show. Also, if you could do me a favor and share this podcast with a friend, that would be amazing. Please help me grow this podcast that I've started here of the 209. And even if you have friends that aren't in the 209, feel free to share it with them as well. It's always really great when people outside of our area can learn a little bit more about the people from our area because there are always a lot of interesting stories that haven't been told as much here in the area or just even haven't been told at all. So uh, I'm really excited to bring those stories to everyone's favorite podcast platform so y'all can uh, learn a little bit more about the 209 and some of the amazing people that we have here in the area. So let's get started with tonight's episode with this interview with Raul Ballesteros from Raul's Mexican Catering and Taqueria. So on tonight's podcast again, I'd like to welcome one of my former colleagues who owns a Mexican catering and taqueria business called Raul's Mexican Catering and Taqueria. The business has been around since the 1980s, and they are actually quite active on social media. So if you haven't followed them yet, go give them a follow on there. Uh, they have over 4,000 followers on Facebook, and they're always really active, always posting different pictures of different amazing foods. And I know I always get hungry when I see their posts. So if you want to be the same way and if you want to actually go get some food, that is the place uh, to be at. So welcome to a 209 Journey podcast, Raul. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, really excited to have you on. I know we've kind of been getting this interview worked on for quite a while now, but you know, I think there's a lot of things that I never found out about you in terms of like your business as well. And I'm just really excited to hear those stories because it's always inspirational when you hear of any business getting started. And especially in your case, being that you guys were around since the 80s. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to uh, get into that topic and uh, just learn more about that. And for our listeners to also um, get more of an understanding of the business as well. But before we get to that, you know, I, I like to ask everyone, and I, I know in your case, you grew up in Merced, you were born there as well, and you kind of have been moving around from Merced to Atwater, um, but can you uh, tell us more about what it was to grow up in the area and just your memories? Uh, I know you moved when you were 12, but kind of walk us through how, how it was back then. Yeah, so um, I was born in Merced, and, um, you know, growing up, you know, it would be elementary school years, you know, going to first to fifth grade. Um, you know, just growing up, it was mostly about going to school and, and family, right? Uh, we lived very close to, to my grandma. 
and uh, to be exact, like about two blocks away. So we were always very, you know, close to her. My mom used to take care of her quite a bit. So it was pretty much going to school, coming back, hanging out a little bit, my mom preparing dinner, and then taking a, a taquito to my grandma, right? So my sister and I would get on our bikes, you know, hold on to the little plastic bag and, you know, ride it to my grandma's house and set it up for her because my grandma couldn't walk. So we pretty much had to set up our food and things like that, right? So we were very close to her, a pretty big family. You know, my mom had about 14 brothers and like 10 of those lived here in the area. So birthday parties for the cousins were pretty much like family reunions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all used to get together and eat quite a bit and play around. Um, there was quite a bit of cousins my age. And um, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun growing up, um, you know, just. Also, just hanging out with my school friends. Uh, football was always our thing. Um, we actually used to get in trouble quite a bit by playing tackle football in school. Uh, we didn't really understand liability back then, right? But we tackle each other. But the the recess, um, I guess you could call them teachers, would, would kind of take the ball away from us and tell us that we couldn't tackle each other because we were going to get hurt. But ever since then, um, really, really liked football. And um, on the weekends, every now and then, I'd go visit my friends, and we'd hang out, play, also play on the street, right? Football, baseball, things like that. Um, so yeah, you know, just growing up in Merced, it was just pretty much school, family, you know, friends. And when I was nine, I started playing football. So that's kind of how it went while I was here in Merced. No, that's that, that's really nice, and you know. Merced has a lot of places, right? And and I generally like to ask guests if you want to give any shout outs to spots that you remember, especially growing up there. Like what what were your like go-to places and you know, are they still around and, and whatnot? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, the ones that were specific to me, and there's some, you know, some pretty awesome places, you know, in Merced and around Merced, but growing up, you know, it was about Applegate Park, you know, just going to what we called or what the community calls El, El Parque de los Changos. Um, <laughs> that's kind of like the name in Spanish for Applegate Park and, uh, just going out there and, um, being on the playground, the swings, you know, having a little picnic, you know, with the family. Uh, for some reason, I remember a lot of KFC, <laughs> a lot of uh, KFC buckets and just kind of going to the park and setting up shop and having a little picnic, uh, or just, um, someone, you know, barbecuing some chicken on the grill. Um, the other place I'd say would have been uh, Lake Yosemite, and that's actually the lake that's right that's right by UC Merced, um, and just spending a lot of time there, you know, with family. All, again, you know, cooking. You know, um, we swam back then, and uh, at the time, I think one of my uncles actually had a boat, so we'd get to kind of like take turns taking rides and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, that's kind of how it went, you know, just. Um, Applegate Park, Lake Yosemite, and and the house. That's kind of how my family rolled. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's really nice. You know, I haven't been to that lake yet, but I feel like I need to check it out. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I know you were telling me you moved to Texas when you were 12, and then you spent a couple of years over there, and then you uh, end up coming back, right, and going between Merced and Atwater. Uh, kind of what, what was the reasoning behind you kind of coming back over here and you know, how different was it like when you came back over here? Like, what, what what were some of those observations you had? Yeah. So I moved to Texas when I was 12. 
um, my parents had um, the idea of they've they've had the idea of having a restaurant for for many years, but the opportunity came up with one of my uncles moving to Texas, and he said, you know, pretty much there's this vacant space, and um, it's a good opportunity for you guys to 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 start your restaurant, right? So uh, my parents thought it was a good idea, and we headed over there in 1996. So at that point, I was 12, and and yeah, that was middle school years. Uh, we stayed over there. I stayed over there for a total of 11 years. And pretty much it was my middle school years, my high school years, and my, my college years. Again, <laughs> being from Texas, uh, I played football. And that was pretty much, you know, I guess you could say one of the highlights of my time in Texas was just uh, playing football there and, and getting hurt and, <laughs> and uh, having a great time doing it, you know. And then when I moved back, uh, my parents actually moved back in 2005. And I was over there for a couple of years finishing school. And then I decided to move back. You know, I was pretty much over there on my own. And being Latino, you know, just family always draws you. And, uh, and I wanted to come to California. You know, it, it, it was, you know, the coast and things in Texas are dry and hot. <laughs> And very far from the ocean. So I was like, I'm going to go back to California. And, and my friends were all, you know, excited for me. But at the same time, they were kind of jealous that I was going to California. <laughs> um, but no, it was family. You know, I wanted to come back and, and, and be closer to family. And yeah, that's kind of how it went. When I came back, I was in my hometown because this is where I was born. Mm-hmm. But it was almost as if I was a stranger in my hometown because mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. You know, I had been away, you know, my middle school, high school and college years. So, you know, the time in your life where you're building a network, connecting with people, developing friends and stuff. I did that all that all that in Texas. So when I came back, I didn't know anybody. But it was I was actually to my advantage because um, I guess I was a little adventurous and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and meet people. And I started connecting with, um, you know, with the UC Merced community. I started connecting with the CSU Stanislaus community and I would pretty much just drop by into the um, Latino Associated Students of UC Merced. So I kind of connected with with, uh, with that group and just drop in in their meetings and just kind of introduce myself. I connected with the Chi Alpha community there in, um, in Stanislaus and that's how I met people. You know, and that's just, you know, I branched out and, and started meeting people and it also, um, it actually opened some pretty cool opportunities, you know, because I was able to do some pretty neat things about, through that. One of them, I, I'm always, I've always been a, a guest speaker person. I like going and listening to people, you know, speak. Um, and I was able to listen to Michelle Obama when she did the commencement for the UC Merced uh, graduation. And I was able to do that because I connected with the student body, right? Because they got mm-hmm. me the hookup because I think it was limited to family and friends. So someone had an extra ticket and they're like, hey, you want to come? I was like, of course. Also, I was able to listen to, um, I think his name is Jose Hernandez, the astronaut uh, yeah. from Stockton. Um, one of my friends, her family has a bakery here, right? And I met her at Houston Merced. And she was going to deliver bread for the event, right? And she knew that I kind of, that I wanted to listen to this, this uh, Jose speak, right? It was, I wanted to hear his story. And she was like, well, come deliver bread with me. And, you know, like once we're there, we'll just sit in the audience and, you know, we can listen to him talk. I was able to like kind of like make my way into that. Right. By branching out, you know, I was able to meet people 
and then just kind of do different activities. So uh, that was fun. You know, it was kind of scary at, at first because you walk into places and you know nobody. Mm. But at the same time, it was pretty cool because I got to meet uh, some pretty cool people. Well, yeah, that's that's really awesome. In fact, uh, Jose Nans is one that I eventually I'm going to have on here. I'm kind of working okay. on hopefully, you know, it happens this year, next year. But uh, I, I had the chance to meet him in, in Stockton a couple of years ago, too. And he's a great guy. So it would be oh, really great cool. to highlight yeah. his story here as well. <laughs> Yeah, his story is pretty cool. I still remember how he explained, um, you know, like his experience, you know, kind of like taking off and, you know, just kind of like being under gravity still. And then how when he broke gravity, pretty much it was just like completely gone, you know, whenever they broke that 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 barrier. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. His story was pretty cool. So when you, when you came back, you probably noticed that downtown changed a lot, right? I mean, I've been only a couple of times to Merced, but I, I can recall the first time I went to the downtown there and going back there, I think a couple of years ago and just, it looked a lot different. It just completely changed. It looks like there's more things going on. Right. And I think you guys have a uh, rooftop restaurant, right. That just opened recently, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if you, um, I probably still have to check it out. Um, I, I'm not really sure to tell you the truth, but I know there's a lot of development going on. Um, mm. They've developed, you know, a couple of, they've renovated a lot. I know they renovated uh, El Capitan Hotel. Um, There's a lot of different restaurants that are opening. Um, So definitely downtown is is getting a revamp and definitely different. You know, whenever I came back, it was different. But even now, you know, it's it's even more different. Um, A lot of different community events going on. I think just like two days ago, they hosted uh, something they call El Mercado. And it's pretty much, I think it's a combination of arts and... um, and businesses, you know, just kind of uh, displaying what they do and things like that. So um, I think they're doing it every quarter. So I think the next one's going to be Cinco de Mayo. So you guys uh, stay tuned. Well, or that, by, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So stop by, check, check out all the things that they have. And, you know, I'm really happy to see Merced growing a lot because, I mean, it's, it's a big city, right? I mean, if we look at all the other ones, uh, you know, it's, comparable in size to you know other big cities as well so i feel like you guys have always had that opportunity to have you know even more things going on and you know i'm excited to see all the different land improvements and all the different things that they're going to be doing there i know uh, you know uh, off 99 i think they're supposed to be building a big shopping center they have Mm -hmm. like the the, they've had the the sign there right but now it looks like you know things are uh you know just coming along and it's it's great to see so much like you know, just commercial stuff going on around 99 and it's just going to drive more traffic down here. And anyone coming down from Southern California is not going to have, you know, more spots to, you know, just stop by. Right. Versus just yeah. like not, not having anything in the past. So it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely growing. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of developments going on. So I, I really want to know this story, like I said earlier too, but Kind of walk us through like when uh, your catering and taqueria business got started back in the 80s, right? How all that went about and then just, you know, to the modern day and and all that. Mm-hmm. just how, And how it's kind of uh, had an evolution, right? From uh, being catering to taqueria to restaurant. So, you know, the, the I guess you could say the story begins probably back in the 80s, you know, whenever, uh, probably like 1986, uh, when my parents, you know, would used to, would prepare tamales and, and tortas to sell. Uh, it was mostly to family and friends. In the early 90s, 
my parents kind of had this pattern of every Friday, right? They would sell um, tortas de milanesa, milanesa de pollo, uh, tortas de pierna um, to, again, family and friends. But every Friday, my dad would, you know, take his break around 10 o'clock. So whenever he would take his break, we would already be there waiting, you know, with the tortas on Friday. And uh, he would pretty much pick them up during his break and pretty much rush up and down the plant. He worked for a boat manufacturing plant. So um, pretty much just hustled his way up and down the plant and, and sold tortas. And we did that for years. You know, that, that was like his little side hustle, um, selling tortas. And then they would sell tamales. I think we used to make those on, on Tuesdays. And again, you know, to family and friends, uh, doing tamalizas for anybody that wanted to do like a party and have tamales and atole and things like that. And then we do taquizas, you know, um, I'd say ever since the 90s, you know, uh, we do it for family weddings, you know, family friends, uh, some of his friends we would do tacos for. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. And um, and like I said earlier, in 96, um, one of my uncles moved to Texas and he told them about an open opportunity, right? Pretty much like a, uh, a restaurant that was in place and, you know, they were going to, you know, hand it over. So my parents figured out a way to, you know, kind of come up with the money, uh, make our move that way. And that was a struggle, you know, cause it was a different state. Um, my parents were limited on the language, so they didn't really speak English. And we were all still very little, right? So we could offer very little help because we were going to school and stuff like that. Uh, my older sister was, I think, maybe 15. I was probably about 12. And my younger sister was about eight, right? So we were still going to school. So uh, that business got started uh, probably like in September of 1996. And probably about three months later, we had to close because it was, um, it was just tough. You know, it was pretty much my parents a little help from family members and stuff like that. But it was having a business was just very new to them, right? They knew they, they wanted to make, you know, delicious food, but there's a whole lot more that goes with, you know, like running a business. They were learning about it. So uh, three months later, we were, that one closed. And uh, pretty much my dad was just working. And again, you know, just doing the little side hustles here and there for tacos and things like that for, for friends in Texas. And then again, in 2002, you know, again, you know, they tried again with another restaurant. Uh, this one was called El Palomino uh, Restaurant in Taqueria. We had that. We opened that one in 2002. And we had, that one, we had that one for about three years. And that's actually where where my sisters and I were a little bit older. And, and we learned a lot about business there, right? Because, again, my parents were limited on the language. And it was them and us, you know, like, pretty much translating with the landlord, you know, negotiating with the landlord. Uh, it was us helping customers, you know, it was us taking the complaints. It was us getting the angry customers. Uh, it was us serving the customers. And my parents were cooking in the background, right? So so that was, that was a, you know, a very good experience. We actually have like this little inside joke that, that says that uh, my sister, my younger sister is the youngest manager ever because <laughs> she was like about 12 years old and she would handle the front right mm. like she would be running the front at 12 years old so um we still just kind of give her that 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 title like she's the youngest manager ever because every now and then i'd have to be out because of like football right and then my my older sister was out because i think she was starting to work 
Um, so sometimes my sister, my younger sister had to hold it down in the restaurant, like on the weekend. So that's how it went for, for that one. Then my, my dad ended up moving back to California. My, my parents and my, and my sisters, they moved back to California in 2005. So that one closed down because they were moving back. We never got it to where my dad could stop working. So my dad, you know, stopped working for the company in Texas and moved back to California. So we ended up moving. They ended up moving back. Uh, I stayed in Texas a couple of years finishing school. And he came back over here. And um, and again, he was still working at boat manufacturing. Um, but then the 2008 recession hit. Mm-hmm. And boat manufacturing took a dive you know ski boats are a luxury item you know they weren't really necessary uh productions dipped and pretty much my dad ended up you know being unemployed um so what he started doing he he started doing breakfast burritos he started what i call a, a, his burrito route right he started hitting up you know different businesses uh selling breakfast burritos he developed his route and he had that route probably for about two to three years. You know, he kind of started from nothing and, and developed that route and, and pretty much, you know, sustained himself and the family just selling breakfast burritos. And, uh, and in 2011, probably the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, um, they opened up another restaurant. Um, it was called Raul's Mexican Cafe Fabrica de Tamales. And that one was in downtown Atwater. So, you know, they were kind of introducing themselves again publicly to the community in Atwater. And uh, and they were there for about probably like a year. And unfortunately, in 2012, uh, my dad got sick. You know, he was, a, he was diagnosed with leukemia. And it was a, a fast and harsh journey for him uh, because he ended up passing away in, in April of 2012. So, um, you know, that's the reason for, for, for that one, that business shutting down. Actually, when he passed away, my sister and, and my mom were still trying to run it, but it was just too difficult, you know, uh, physically and emotionally. I think it was, you know, the emotional toll of, of, you know, him being the one that opened it and him not being there, that, that toll was pretty heavy. Um, so they shut it down. Uh, but still, you know, my mom hadn't really worked you know um throughout her life you know my dad was the main provider throughout you know for our family so she pretty much just worked in the restaurant that we had um so she needed to provide for herself now right because my dad was gone so she started doing caterings uh again for family and friends and uh but this time you know you know we all kind of just came together and said uh, like okay you know we're going to support my mom and, and trying to do these caterings so we started targeting bigger events, right? We started doing weddings and, and quinceañeras and things like that. Uh, by this time, I had gone to school and my sisters were older and things like that. So we started thinking a little bit different, right? We kind of took everything that we had learned throughout the other businesses and just started applying it. And uh, yeah, you know, we just started catering. And um, in 2015, we opened what now is uh, Raul's Mexican Catering and Taqueria. And uh, we opened behind a gas station, you know, and that's kind of where we operate up. You know, we have a, a kitchen in the back and back of a, of a gas station in Atwater. And uh, that's where we prepare delicious food. 
you know, we're, we're at Taqueria, but we also offer, you know, a catering service. Uh, we've been there since uh, 2015. So that's where we're at now. You know, we opened in 2015, we're in 2022. So we're into our seventh year. Yeah, still serving our customers, um, preparing delicious food. And um, yeah, that, that's kind of where we're at. That brings us to current time. Yeah, well, a lot happened. I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry about your dad. And, you know, you, you guys have done a lot of great stuff with your business now, like you said, right, running it since 2015. And, you know, I, I've been seeing the growth since I, I met you, right, which was, I think, was it like 2016, 2017, I think, if, if I remember my yeah. years correctly. And I think so. it, it's always really amazing to see like all the things that, that you guys are doing there, social media wise. I mean, I know I always get hungry anytime I open Instagram or Facebook and I see like something I'm like, oh, if I'm ever over there, I'm going to like stop by too. Sadly, I'm, I'm more on like the north side uh, of my, my travels around 99. But I think it's it's just a really great thing that you guys are doing and, and you know, being more visual and doing more things that I think, you know, other spots don't do as much. And I think you really got to emphasize the the food, take those good pictures and you know, just uh, have all those things and unique ideas too. Like, uh, for instance, when you guys do the heart-shaped tacos that you guys do with the box, I think that's really creative. And, you know, I, I know it's um, a really great thing to be able to do, right? Especially as as you are trying to think of like, what can I do for my Valentine, right? Something that's unique, something that, you know, you don't really see often. And yeah. I think your place is like the only place I've seen around the area that that does that. So, yeah. And, you know, we've had to be very creative because resources, you know, have been lacking since the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. We, we had to, what they call, like, bootstrap it, right? We had mm-hmm. to start. We literally started in 2015 with borrowed funds because we didn't have it, you know, to start it. We started with borrowed equipment, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was it was divine intervention. You know, it was, we, you know, our, we're believers and, and we believe that, that God has helped us since the beginning, right? Because we found the used equipment in one place, right? And we're limited in space, but I don't kid you. The space was exactly what we needed for the used equipment in that one spot, right? The grill that we needed was there. It was the perfect fit for the hood that was installed, Um you know, the, the, the prep table that was used, you know, was also the perfect fit for our setup. And um, the refrigerator, you know, everything was used, right? And, and, um, and we found it pretty much all in one place. And it was just what we needed to open up shop in that small space, right? Um, so we've had to be very, you know, very creative and, you know, just kind of like walk in faith, trusting, you know, that we'll do our best and that, you know, people will, will like it and, and, you know, and that things will be taken care of. We focus a lot on our customer. We, we were very big on service and um, making a difference, you know, with, with the customers, even if they're just there, you know, a couple minutes, right. We, we, we try and make sure that, you know, we're okay. So we can smile at them, you know, mm-hmm. so we can provide the best service for them because, we believe that that can make a difference, you know, that that can make a difference in, in a person's life, in a person's day. Smiles, excellent service, and very fine food. That's probably the, the thing that you'll find on our website, right? 
because that's what we try and do. And we, and it goes back all the way to the beginning, because even before 1986, my parents worked in Los Tianguis of Mexico City, which is kind of like the farmer's market of Mexico City. And, um, and they always focused on their product, you know, like they used to set up their, their, their oranges and apples and pears and, and very nicely to where customers would be comfortable coming and looking and buying and giving them a little shine so, so they would be presentable and giving them a little extra at the end, right? We call it a pilon. Uh, it's just, you know, like the little, the little courtesy at the end that you give them. So um, customer service is at the root of what we do. And of course, you know, delicious food. Um, so the customers can enjoy it. And, and not only that, but I mean, we were blessed. And I say we, as in my sisters and I, to, to have a, a nice upbringing with our family. And to a certain extent, we believe that the food we prepare, considering it's, it's the, at the root, it's, it's my parents, you know, recipes and, and my mom that still prepares it to a certain extent, right? And just being able to kind of share that with our customers, you know, because this is the food that they eat at their dining table, right? This is the food that they eat for dinner. Uh, this is the food that they have at their wedding, you know, uh, at, the, uh, at the birthday parties, you know? And sometimes even whenever they're saying farewell to their family members, right? Because we've also served mm -hmm. food at, at funerals, right? So we don't take it lightly. You know, we don't think that we just prepare food and here you go. It's more of a, you know, we, we believe that, you know, we serve, you know, we serve and, and we care about our customers because um, they allow us, you know, to, to serve them. And we want to share a little bit of, of us with them, with the food that we prepare. That's really good, man. That, everything you just said right now, I feel like all the restaurants out there should have that same philosophy, right? But mm -hmm. every now and then, you know, I have gone to some places where, I feel like that's that's not the case, right? So it's really good that you guys can say that, right? And that you can kind of distinguish yourself from others and 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 that aspect. And you know, I think it's the power of food, right? And and having mm -hmm. that recipe, having that food that you had when you were younger, right? And now being able to share that same experience that you had when you were younger with other people that are, you know, experiencing, you know, Mexican food, maybe for the first time or people who have always ate it, but you know, they want to try something else. Right. So it, it's, it's just really great when, you know, you can have those recipes and, you know, you could say that, Hey, we've been making this, this food this way and you might go to another spot and it's not going to be the same way. Right. And I think that's one of the things that people who don't know Mexican food as much as we do, right. That, you know, mm -hmm. growing up eating it and all that can't really distinguish it as much. Right. But in reality, it's really there, right? And like, I know I've gone to places where I can right away distinguish it. You know, I'm like, oh, there's something <laughs> different about, about this place too. But I think coincidentally, sometimes those places are the places that don't provide as great service, like you were mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. And both of those things kind of sometimes go hand in hand, right? Because if you really pride yourself in your food, then you're mm -hmm. probably going to be providing a good service as well, right? Because yeah. you know that you got the food there. You also have to have the service as well. And so it's it's great that you guys have both, you know, great service and great food because it's a really great, great thing to have. So uh, it's it's always good to, to see that. So when you guys were trying to find a place to be at, like how did you guys come across the uh, gas station? Like were you guys looking at different places or how did that come about? Yeah, well, we usually just, you know, you kind of keep an eye open, right, to um, to spots that, that may show up and things like that. And uh, one of our family members told us about this one, you know, 
And they said, you know, like, hey, you know, a kitchen just opened up here, you know, like you guys can probably check it out and, and see what happens. And uh, sure enough, you know, we went to go talk to the to the owner of the store. Yeah, I pretty much just talked to them about, you know, like, you know, the possibility of us working in there. And uh, when he when he said yes, you know, we were kind of like on a trial basis. He said, you know, if things work out, I don't know how things went with the previous, you know, tenant. Uh, but he was like, you know, if things work out, you know, we'll continue working together. And um, and sure enough, you know, we're still there. You know, it's it's just like any relationship, right? You got ups and downs and stuff like that. But you know, we're not a you know a family or, or, or team that is trying to you know be advantageous over anything. So you know, I think there's respect there between the the landlord and us that's allowed us to be there. You know, like seven years. So so yeah, that's kind of how it went. Yeah, that that's good. And and hey, I think being at a gas station is actually really great too, right? Because you get so many people coming by, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who? Let's be realistic, right? You might go to like an MPM, and yeah, true, they have their own like MPM brand food, but who's gonna prefer that over like authentic food, right? So I, I think it's really good that you guys are there, and that you know, you guys give people an option to get Mexican food and not have to go somewhere else, right, around town to go look for something and just get it right there from you guys. So. Yeah, it's, and it's, 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 it's been thing. both like I guess you'd say like a blessing and a struggle, right? Because it's mm-hmm. good because we've got the the traffic that goes to the store and stuff like that. But at the same time, we're inside the building, right? Mm-hmm. And we do have some signage outside, but we still have to overcome the fact that we're not the main, you know, like the main the main store. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the reasons why we've relied so much on social media, um, and to just kind of get the word out there, right? To let people know, you know, that 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 we're over here, that we're inside the the gas station um but uh but yeah you know it, it is good you know because um you know people are able to go in there get their gas and also get their food get their dinner yeah it's our breakfast too right because i know you guys always post the the breakfast burritos yeah and a lot of people things. really like our breakfast burritos yeah so i know we talked about the taqueria right now but I also want to talk about the catering aspect of the business too, right? So I know you guys are, are pretty busy. From what I remember a couple of years ago, you would always tell me there's always a catering going on in different places. But, you know, just tell us some of those catering stories. Like what 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 are some places that you guys have gone to that have been memorable to you like thus far? Yeah. So catering, um, it's kind of unpredictable, right? Because you can only prepare so much. And just like any event, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you, you've been part of maybe like a quinceanera wedding or, or something like that where things just change all of a sudden, right? Or or the bride wants something different. And uh, so I remember one time whenever we kind of had it all planned out, you know, things were going according to plan. And, you know, either the bride or the groom wanted to change the, the food setup. And this is like within maybe an hour, hour and a half of us starting to serve. So we have to like rearrange our setup. Um, it kind of throws everything off because, you know, the, the modification is not part of the schedule. Um, so, you know, just trying to make it happen, you know, within the time frame and still start serving on time. So it kind of goes from like everything going at according to plan to you know, just kind of get into high gear and start making modifications, resetups, and and uh, and things like that. We did a, a wedding in Riverside once, and 
we were told about the wedding, we were told about the food that they wanted, we were told about the guests, but they never told us that we were going to be on a second floor. So we were making birria. So those pots of birria, they're big and they're heavy. And, uh, and we're over there trying to figure out, like, how are we going to get these big pots um, of, of birria, you know, up the stairs? And we also have a grill, right, that we need to warm up food and things like that. So our setup ended up being the grills. It was in a really nice building downtown. Um, and we ended up having the grill on the alley. <laughs> there was an alley next to the building. And pretty much heating up tortillas and, you know, carrying them upstairs. Um, and to get the pots up the stairs, we had to get help from guests, right? And pretty much carrying those pots step by step all the way up. So that was pretty brutal. You know, that was pretty brutal. And uh, so that's, that's another story that I remember. Some of our learning stories, um, whenever we first started catering, you know, everybody was kind of like fresh to the equipment and things like that. But uh, we work with uh, grills and propane tanks, right? Mm. So one of my sisters was moving the grill and in the process of moving the grill, she, she pretty much dropped the tank over, right? Mm. And her thinking it's gas, propane, right? She's thinking that anything like that may cause an explosion. So the, to, the propane tank flips and she pretty much dives under a table <laughs> <laughs> thinking that we're gonna have like this mad explosion, right? And we're over there asking her, like, what are you doing? You know, like, what's going on? Um, so that, that's pretty funny. You know, we still get a crack out of that, you know, with my sister diving under a table because of a propane tank flipped <laughs> over. But, yeah, man, we actually, you know, just overall, you know, we've had some funny moments and, and some um, worrying moments. But it's actually been pretty nice. You know, we've met some really nice people at the catering events. You know, they're usually, you know, pretty friendly. Uh, we have had, you know, one or two, you know, situations, but just like in everything, right? When you're serving people, mm-hmm. you, know, you always have those customers that are confused or, or just, um, they're just customers. But overall, you know, the, the experience has been very nice. We have repeat customers that still call us now. We have customers where we did their quinceañeras, but now we're going back and we've done their children's baptisms, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So it's been, it's been nice. Yeah, well, that, that's that's really nice, and yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you know with serving food, it, it just it's the nature, right, of just any any place that serves food. But luckily, there's always more people that are gonna have great things to say, right? It's just there's just one or two people sometimes that you kind of have to, you know, put up with a little bit, right? But hoping that you know they 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 give any mistake another chance, and that's what I always say, right? I'll go anywhere. If the food wasn't that great, you know, I'll still give them another chance, right? Because everyone has bad days, right? Just something goes wrong or, or just yeah. something happened. And so it's always better just to say like, hey, just go back. Like, don't say anything. And then, you know, see see how it is the second time or even a third time if <laughs> if you need to, right? But uh, it's it's good that you guys have those repeat customers and, and that yeah. they're always there. Let the, the, the businesses know, you know, let the business know because sometimes they're not aware of it, right? Uh, mm-hmm they can do what they can do to make it better and it's only for their own good right some people will take it in a good way some people will not right uh, that's kind of how it goes with constructive criticism yo yeah yeah some people are just gonna make a big deal out of it i remember one time uh, i was at a taqueria and uh they <laughs> i don't even know how this happened right but maybe it just they just it was too close to a tortilla but 
the tie, you know, in the tortilla bags, those like green ties that they put on, you know, mm-hmm. like a Guerrero bag of sorts. It wasn't my food. <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't until I finished eating, you know, I just kind of just told them like, hey, just you guys know if you guys were looking for this. And they were actually telling me like, oh, you know what? We were actually looking for that. That's so crazy. That's <laughs> like, funny. It's all good. I just thought I'd let you guys know that, you know, there was there was this thing there. <laughs> That's funny. It's so, a little cable in my meat. That's it. Yeah, it's just kind of. <laughs> I was a little confused because I was chewing on it, right? I was like, "Oh, oh what, yeah. what is this?" Isn't me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I took it on a on a good note, right? You know, it's just like it just then you guys know like that this was there. But luckily, I, I, then they were of course you know checking up on me, which is always great when when you get that experience too. Yeah, but man you guys having to carry something upstairs like you guys should have had an elevator in that building i'm surprised they didn't have one (laughs) they didn't i think it was they either didn't or they didn't have access to it i think it was one of those like old school downtown buildings (laughs) so or they just just didn't tell us about it because we're like is there an elevator and they were like no the stairs is the only way up um so yeah that was brutal you know we still remember (laughs) that one because uh it was i mean those old bgaoyas are heavy and that's why we had to go one by one step by one step, right? Because we just had to oh. kind of like carry it up like that. So yeah, that's that's one to remember for sure. So n- nowadays, do you like whenever you go to like a customer, right? And and they're telling you about the event. Are you guys like give me every single detail? Where's it gonna be at? Like all that? Or uh... I guess if we get the feeling, you know that it's mm-hmm. you know that it's gonna be you know that kind of event, we'll pro- probably will ask them. You know, is it gonna be a first floor, second floor, things like that? um we've learned to ask those kinds of questions <laughs> if we get the feeling you know it's so crazy how much your gut comes into play um if you get the feeling that it's going to be something like that then we'll ask the question but no definitely we ask a whole lot more now than we did then yeah if you guys were to ask for it now like what what would change like if you guys already knew ahead of time it's going to be in the in the second floor help and then maybe reorganizing how we prepare if instead of doing like the big old vigias de olla, ollas de vigia, maybe we'll like, if we do have to prepare in the big ones, then we'll probably distribute among smaller ones. Mm-hmm. That way they're, they're not as heavy. So preparing things like that, right? And then also like we would probably would have to think about warming up in a different way. Um, you know, like tortilla, so we wouldn't have to leave the grill in an alley, things like that. And a yeah. lot of times, you know, it was just maybe because we asked, you know, do we have access to the kitchen? You know, to, does the hall have a kitchen? You know, can we work out of there? And they'll say, yeah, yes, you know, it's all available, you know. Uh, and that's always much better, right? Because you've got a location that's set up for, for food processing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always more ideal. You have a spa and you don't have to yeah. be outside and <laughs> and deal with that. But I'm glad that you guys found a way still, right? That, you know, they're, they're still there. And that you guys had guests that were like, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll help out because it's uh, it's not an easy thing. <laughs> To, to yeah, do I mean, pretty much, you know, once you're there, you have to figure it out because, you know, the food has to get made and the food has to get served. Um, so, yeah, if that's one thing we, we kind of do is you know, we just need to figure it out. You know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to modify? Because for sure, people want their food. <laughs> yeah. So one more thing I want to talk about, too, because as, as we all know, right, in 2020, a lot of things changed, right? Lots of places were closing down and whatnot. But, you know, kind of walk us through, like, how, how was it to run the business in, in that year? And even to now, right? Because, I mean, we're still not fully recovered. But 
Um, I know catering wise, you know, the, it must have been impacted too. But how was it with the taqueria and catering? And did you guys already have some reservations and whatnot? I think we had, you know, a couple reservations that, that we had to kind of that we had to cancel or were actually canceled because of the pandemic. You know, we just it was just kind of like keeping an open ear and paying attention to what we had to do. Um, I got to say that we were early to actually setting up our, our glass. I think it was well before everybody started setting up their glass. Uh, I was just trying to we're family ran, right? So ultimately, it's my sisters, my mom that are there. So one of the things that that uh, we wanted to make sure that I wanted to make sure was, you know, like, how do we keep this, you know, how do we keep it as safe as we can, right? Mm. So um, I remembered pretty much a sneeze guard that we had in Texas in the restaurant over there. Um, so pretty much went to Lowe's, bought some plexiglass and kind of like engineered some stands and screwed them into the counter just like you see at many stores now um that was one of the first things that we did you know just kind of creating that barrier and uh, i think getting the mask as soon as we could you know we were quick to order some of those cloth masks that people were, were making we started to make early on and then we modified our hours you know until we kind of saw how how this all played out uh we stopped doing on-site catering so that was a big hit for us because pretty much quinceañeras were gone weddings were gone uh, anything on site, we're gone. Uh, so we relied heavily on on those kinds of things. So we had to modify, you know, our offering. So we shifted to takeout caterings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were smaller for sure, right? Because people weren't having big gatherings. So we just had to offer, you know, just family packages and, and a little bit bigger than family packages. And um, that's kind of how we had to shift that. And uh, we did modify our hours to just kind of see how things were playing out. We opened a little later. And yeah, that's just, and then just kind of picking up or, or modifying or, or just um, increasing our, our cleaning routine, right? Making sure that we were sanitizing constantly, um, you know, the equipment, uh, being aware, you know, if anybody, you know, was sick and things like that. Unfortunately, you know, you know, we all pretty much stayed healthy throughout. And then as soon as we could, you know, get, you know, to, to a vaccine, especially because my mom being a little bit older, you know, making sure that we were able to get in there. Fortunately, because we were a restaurant, you know, we were able to get in, you know, into into getting a vaccine. Um, I don't remember if it was like first or second round due to essential work. Right. So, yeah, that, that's how we had to modify, you know, just um, fortunately for us, the blow may have been. You know, we did take the blow on the catering side, but we've always been a takeout taqueria. You know, we've always been a takeout restaurant, right? Full menu, it's just all to go. So, you know, we 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 just had to kind of continue doing that to try and compensate for the catering that weren't coming in. So th- those are some of the things that 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 um, that happened during that time. So, what would you say is the like? customer favorite that like is ordered the most what 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 order the item yeah it's probably it's probably our web burritos like a lot of people really like our web burritos um we have three different sauces you know we have the salsa verde salsa roja and then we have our house sauce would you call it the mayito sauce Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a chipotle creamy sauce a lot of people really like our 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 web burrito that sounds good. A chipotle mm-hmm. sauce. I don't think I've ever had that in a nice yeah, spot. Really so yeah, I, I need yeah. to 
I need to have that too. And and I know I'm going to be stopping by the Taqueria sometime uh, this year too. I'll be going out of Fresno for some soccer games. So I'll definitely cool. yeah, make by. that a stop. Yeah. That'll be cool. So uh, one last thing here before I let you go. Um, I want to give you a time to like give any shout outs to anyone listening that you'd like to shout out. Um, and also if you want to share with us your social media, your website. I know it's not up as of this recording, but I think by the time we record, it might already be up. So let me give you this time to do all that. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, uh, the shout out would probably be to, to the family because, um, you know, it's family ran business, you know, so I'm just one person of, of our, our family team. It's, uh, it's my mom and, and my two sisters and my two little nieces uh, and one of my aunts pretty much that, that run the show. Right. And um, shout out to them because they're the ones that make it happen uh, every day, you know, with, with the preparation, with the buying, with, uh, with the serving of the customers and things like that. Um, they transformed, like I said, it all began out of need, right? My mom needing to provide for herself after my dad's passing and the women they are today you know, it's nothing compared to the woman they were then, right? They developed, they transformed, they turned into businesswomen and um, into leaders. And you talk to them now and, and they'll fire you up, you know? They'll, they'll talk to you, they'll encourage you and, um, and tell you that you can do it, you know? So a shout out to them because they're really the ones that, 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 that make it happen, right? It's all a team effort, you know, because we all contribute to, to the, to the business in a unique way. Right. But, um, but a shout out to them, you know, because, um, because they're awesome. <laughs> and then uh, a shout out to our customers, you know, because uh, they continue to come to us and we love to serve them. And uh, to the outwater community, you know, we've been a, a part of them as a business for the last seven years. Um, part of them as a family, you know, for the last, um, you know, probably like 14 years, 14, 15 years. And then just to the area as a whole, you know, uh, Merced and, and Livingston and everybody around the 209, you know, uh, because we have served up and down the, the valley and even outside of the valley, um, anywhere from like Fresno to Manteca to Riverside. Um, those are just the places where we've had the opportunity to serve. Yeah, just just a lot of thanks, you know, to 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 our customers and to the community. And thanks to you, you know, for, for having us on your podcast. Yeah, no, the thank you for, for being on too. And and like I said, right, I mean, you you guys have gone through a lot, but it, it's just always really amazing to see how much you guys have, have done in these last seven years, right, with the growth of the business and how much more you guys will, will continue to do. And it's always inspiring when you hear of a business that's, you know, always been family run, right, because you mm-hmm. go to other spots and you know, they start to hire other people. And I think, you know, not that there's an issue, right, when you start hiring other people, but it becomes a little bit tougher sometimes to keep that same, like, you know, family philosophy, right? Because, you know, I I don't have experience myself working for like a family business, but I can only imagine if you work for a business that belongs to your family that, you know, you kind of value it a little bit more, right? And you Mm -hmm. kind of want to give an extra of yourself because you know it's it's kind of your thing right and you want you guys to look good so i think it's really great that you guys have kind of kept it that way and that you know everyone knows just how much this business means to everyone and just uh 
how how you guys are are still going and and whatnot. So yeah, and that's part of our values, you know, because we've also had in the in the process, you know, we've had people that weren't necessarily family, you know, mm-hmm. but they become like family, right? Mm-hmm. Because of of um, you know, just you know, the way the way we work and the way we um I guess you could say lead them. Mm-hmm. And because we're not only just working, right? We we believe that, you know, we're we're um I guess you could say like mentoring, you know, like the, the people that work with us somehow they leave, you know, different, right? And that just like the difference we want to make through our food with our customers, we also want to make with our teams, right? So that'll be, you know, as we grow, because we do have the desire to grow, right? Um, that's Those are the values that we have at our foundation, right? That, that we want, you know, our team to be not one that just works for us, right? But that grows with us, right? The people that can, you know, because everybody you know, wants to grow. That's part of our, our desire as, as humans, right? So um, that's that's kind of what we try and, and, and share with, with the people that work with us. So yeah, man, we actually, whenever, if you go through our social media, you'll see that a lot of our posts say like, you know, happy Tuesday, family and friends, you know, because that's just how we see our, our, our guests, our customers, right? As family and friends. Yeah, and that's really great. I mean, that's, that's how every business uh, should, should see their customers and i'm really glad that you guys have that philosophy and you know it just goes to show right like i mentioned at the beginning of the show that you know you guys have uh, quite a following especially on facebook like over four thousand likes and at least i could think of all the uh, mexican spots here in the area and i don't think there's anyone that even has a thousand if i remember just correctly too and and some of them don't even have a social media page too so you guys already have uh, a, a lead and and that perspective right that you guys are more visible on there versus others and so it's it's great and uh yeah keep up the post because like like i said i want to keep getting hungry every day and yeah, uh for sure yeah so you know and taking those good pictures <laughs> yeah and like i said eventually i'm gonna make it out there and uh stop by a couple of times and you know if i ever go for any other reason down 99 over to la i'll, I'll, I'll be sure to stop by at at some point and you know, get get some pictures of the food there, so I can actually have my own uh, Rose Mexican spot. Uh, yeah, pictures for sure. too. <laughs> That'd be good, really good, Luis. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Raul, it, it was really great talking to you. I'm really glad that you know we were all able to hear your story, and that you know you're able to also um, kind of invite people to check you guys out as well. Especially again, as they're uh, up and down 99, whether they're going north or south, if you pass by Atwater check them out. Uh, I feel like you guys are really uh, conveniently located. It's not too far of a drive. I mean, mm-hmm. I, the couple of times I've been there, it's it's been a pretty decent drive. There's a street that takes you right there and and you're back on the freeway. So always yeah. great. And I'll share our um, our handles or our website. It's uh, rollsmexicancatering.com. And then uh, you guys just search in Facebook, Rolls Mexican Catering and Taqueria um you guys will, will probably pop up same thing in google to get directions i uh, just been punching rolls catering rolls mexican catering and taqueria and we should pop up awesome and also instagram too right because that's that's right we have an instagram. yeah <laughs> and i believe that one is uh rolls taqueria or rolls mxn catering awesome great well once again uh yeah thank you raul it was really great talking to you and uh yeah, yeah. Eventually, I'll I'll be doing live shows too, and maybe one day we could do a live show and have you actually like show us your place and 
uh, any anything you guys are cooking or even a video of like you know something being made on there i think that'd be that'd be really cool yeah that's awesome yeah for sure Luis. and thank you so much again for for having us on Well, once again, thank you so much to Raul for being on the show tonight. It was really inspirational to hear just how much the business has evolved and really the fact that, you know, he has dreams of continuing to grow the business and the family support there as well. You know, I I know within a couple of years, even maybe even sooner, they'll probably be moving out of their current location to another restaurant location and, you know, the business will just continue to grow on from there. So Again, if you are in the area at Atwater, if you are from the area, highly, highly recommend that you go check them out. You can find them at 2775 North Winton Way in Atwater. They are inside uh, the Chevron that is there. So go check them out. And their hours are actually 9 to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8 p.m. So if you're in the area again, Great food. I've been there a couple of times myself, and I can tell you it's really awesome. So check them out and also follow them on their social media pages so you can um, see all the amazing food that they have there to share as well. Well, just another reminder uh, to everyone, if uh, you are not subscribed to the show yet, then please uh, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to it right now. Um, Different platforms have different options for subscription. Some of them will give you notifications as well. So if you do have that, I highly recommend that you activate that so you find out when a new episode is posted. Another option is you can follow us on social media at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So you can actually find out when I post a new episodes there. I might be doing new live shows as well on social media. So just keep an eye out for that. I, I do live shows for the other podcasts that I do. So there is a possibility that I might be doing a live show here within the next uh, one to two months, possibly. So if you want to find out about that, just go follow the social media page and you'll hear more details. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show tonight. If you can, please share it with a friend on any social media platforms. That would be amazing. And that would really help us grow the show a lot. Have a great morning or night, everyone, and we'll see you next week here on the 209 Journey Podcast.